ghosts, specters, whatever you want to call them, they've been around for thousands of years. Apparently she died from a tooth infection in one of the upstairs rooms in the house. As at the locations they haunt. History of a Haunting podcast tells you all about these famous, infamous, and almost famous locations. And why they became terrifying places to visit. Grab a glass of wine and settle in with your hosts, Archie. I mean, that was definitely the wrong thing to do. And Carrie. Nobody asked for it, Carrie. Nobody fucking asked for it, but <laughs> hey, my podcast, and I'll say what I fucking want. <laughs> Two people just winging it in life, and this podcast. So enjoy this week's episode of History of a Haunting. Welcome to History of a Haunting. Thank this you for sucks. listening. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> so Archie's just phoning it in this week. Lazy yeah. ass. Lazy ass. Lazy ass. Um, actually, no, he actually is phoning it in this week. We're doing this recording over FaceTime, so I can wave to him and I'll wave to him for everybody. Hi, Archie. Hi. Hi. All right. Arjun, why don't you um, tell them why you're not here with us here in the illustrious studio that is my living room this week? Well, there was an employee at my office who was sent home with a fever and a cough on Friday. Normally, that wouldn't be anything to be concerned about. But Mm -hmm. on, on Monday, she had attended a meeting with several international attendees. Yikes. So. People that had flown in or people that were like. Just like from you know Italy or wherever, or at least... that that part. Oh, okay, okay. So, so um, just waiting a few days to see what happens with me, so we don't pass anything on to Carrie's mom. Okay, thank you. We appreciate that. Of course. Um, yeah. So just to kind of err on the side of caution, um, let's talk about this coronavirus thing for just a second, Archie. I think it's the most banana shit in the world. I don't understand why toilet paper why, why? toilet paper i, I don't get about? it i don't either i mean there are some really classic memes coming from all of this oh of course <laughs> there are <laughs> but i don't um i was telling you and my mom just a minute ago before we started recording that my friend chris in san diego is absolutely befuddled as to why hoarding toilet paper is the appropriate response to a respiratory virus and I, yeah. I get it. Like, I mean, I get his confusion because I think we all have the same confusion. Um, so after this, I get to go out and hunt down toilet paper. Um, I kind of feel like one of the characters in The Walking Dead where they go out for supply. They go on a supply run. And look, I found toilet paper. <laughs> look, I found toilet paper, right? Um, yeah. So I just think it's really bananas. Um uh, this is definitely five out of five bananas. If you <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah. So depending on how we, you know, Archie feels in the coming days and how whatever this person has, if you find out that it's just a cough or whatever, she had a fever, you said? Yeah, a fever and a, and a cough. But Maybe I, it's just I've cold. You've yeah. had a cough for four months. I... <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, coughs are nothing to you and me anymore. <laughs> right. Oh, big deal. Cough, cough. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so we'll just be recording like this and um, until further notice, which is apparently the popular phrase to say these days. Until further notice. Um, anyway, Arch, why don't you tell them? Uh, why don't you tell them where we're going today and how hard it has been to get there? Oh boy, uh, we're going to Lep Castle in Ireland today, and this is what our third attempt. This is our third attempt at recording this episode. Yes, just for any whatever reasons, didn't save right, didn't record right. Giving it another shot. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try again. Um, most all of you know that I'm a firm believer in um, the paranormal and with certain entities knowing when they're talking, when you're talking about them um, and can affect you physically or, or anything like that. Um, so I, I think that for whatever reason, these guys don't want this story told, even though it's one of the most famous haunted locations in the world. Again, Ghost Adventures have been there. Ghost Hunters International has been there. It's been on, um, uh, God, what's that British uh, paranormal reality show? I can't remember. With Yvonne somebody or other. Anyway, she's been there. Like, it's it's well known. Um, but for whatever reason, we're just, you know, We've been unlucky a few times, so we gave it a few months, and we're going to try it again. It's a fabulous place, and it's so fascinating. The history is crazy. The hauntings are even more crazy, so we're going to cross our fingers and, um, you know, put our hand sanitizer on and dive deep into Lep Castle in Ireland. Archie's got a fabulous history for us, which I know by heart by now. Uh, <laughs> more than any other location. Uh, so, Arch, why don't you tell us about the history of Lep Castle and the O'Carrolls and the O'Bannon. Is it O'Bannon? O'Bannon? Oh, gosh. I don't know. I believe it is. I think it is. O'Carrolls and the McMahons. Sorry. All right. I'm sitting back. You, you do your thing. Okay. Well, the dates related to the construction of Lep Castle are a bit ambiguous. Some say the castle was erected in the 12th century, while others claim it came to be in the 15th century. Whatever the timing of its origin, Lep Castle was built over an existing site previously occupied by Druids who used the property for initiation ceremonies. It's also in a strategic pass through the Sleeve Bloom Mountains. I'm, I'm going to be frank here, Carrie. All of the articles I've read on this castle have differing, differing stories about who killed who and for whatever reason and whatnot. But the theme is the same. Lots of people have been murdered or met their end here. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. what we can all agree on. Right. Yeah. Uh, the O'Carroll family owned the castle for more than a century, but they spent much of this time feuding amongst themselves and about who should rule. Ownership passed to the Darbys in the 1600s, who kept it in the family until 1922. The O'Carroll family owned the castle for more than a century, but they spent much of this time feuding amongst themselves about who should rule. Murder, betrayal, and torture were constantly on the menu for the first few hundred years of the castle's existence. And I love a good murder, betrayal, and torture story. <laughs> I mean, it does well for my part, anyway. Right, right. <laughs> From brothers throwing themselves off the roof of the tower, the survivor of which would leave the castle, to what Thaddeus... What the fuck? Are you serious? Yeah, yep. 
to Thaddeus O'Carroll being run through with a sword by his brother Teague while Thaddeus conducted mass in front of the rest of the family. <gasps> Thaddeus served as the priest for the chapel in the castle, now referred to as the Bloody Chapel. Yes. Let's oh my not, God. Let's not forget the story of the Red Lady, who myths recall she was a long-term prisoner of the O'Carrolls, who faced hideous abuse, including rape. She became pregnant after enduring one of many sexual assaults, but the O'Carrolls wouldn't allow the child to live. Distraught after the murder of her baby, the Red Lady took her own life. Remember that chapel? <laughs> Guess what? A trap door was uncovered in the early 1900s, and anyone fell down it became impaled on spikes. Oh, yes, that's right. I forgot about yeah. this. I forgot. Even, even though it was centuries after the O'Carrolls ruled over Luck Castle, workers found and removed the skeletons of an astounding 150 people. Holy shit. In a move that seems straight out of Game of Thrones, local legends state that the O'Carroll family cold-heartedly refused to honor a contract they'd made with the McMahons. These hired warriors had done the O'Carroll's dirty work by defeating enemy forces that sought to take over the castle. In response, the O'Carroll's invited the McMahons to a feast. Oh, yeah, I remember this part. Ostensibly held in their victorious honor. However, the truth behind this celebration was quite different. Mm. Rather than settle their debts, the O'Carroll's fed poison to the entire McMahon family. In the 1600s, the castle again switched ownership. It was not a peaceful passing along of the ownership torch, however. As the story goes, the daughter of the reigning O'Carroll Chefton became smitten with an English prisoner in one of the castle's dungeons, a Captain Darby. The O'Carroll daughter would regularly sneak food down to Darby, and the two concocted plans to elope. Late one night, she snuck down to the dungeons, freed Darby, and the two began their grand escape from Lep Castle. Their getaway was cut short, however, when they ran into the girl's brother on the stairwell. Uh-oh. And the two men commenced a sword fight where Darby emerged the victor. Upon the death of the O'Carroll's son, the daughter became heiress to the castle, and the newly married Darbys took control. <gasps> oh, okay. And that's, that's what I've got for this. Okay. All right. Um, wow, yeah. It's... It, I'm sorry, I'm just stuck on the why they thought it would... Okay, let's jump off this tower, and whoever lives gets to... There was no other way... I'm stuck that, on that. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. <laughs> I feel like the descendant of whoever won that one was the same genius that put the 30-person toilet trough in Hampton Court Palace. <laughs> I mean, it's the same oh kind God. of like intelligent design going on there. Don't right, you think? Right. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, maybe it's my constant shit talking about this castle that fucks up the recording. Maybe I should maybe. maybe I should stop that. You should be a little more respectful. Little bit. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I apologize. All right, guys, let's get over to my portion, the haunting portion, which is uh significant. This place is uh, pretty crazy and pretty scary. Usually I have a location on my bucket list I want to go to, but this one I've got in my think a little bit more about it column um <laughs> before we get to my portion um i do want to encourage everybody to let's go to entity voices uh paranormal their youtube channel they are the folks that help us um conduct tours and things like that of the phelps dodge hospital in ajo they are a professional paranormal investigation company and they're absolutely fabulous some of the stuff that they've caught is really wild 
Uh, so they have a new YouTube channel, and I encourage all of you to go to it and subscribe. Their footage is is fabulous. Um, so again, that's Entity Voices. And then we will be right back after this quick promo with one of my favorite new podcasts, Happy Hour Gets Weird. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Cassie. I'm Tiffany. And we're the hosts of Happy Hour Gets Weird. On our podcast, we talk all things weird, like UFOs, Bigfoot, astrology, ghosts, and even true crime. And every episode, we create a fabulous new cocktail. So fabulous. If you're looking for a little weirdness, please search Happy Hour Gets Weird on your favorite podcast platform. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. Okay, guys, we're back. Hi. Hey. All right. So, um, some of my stuff might just kind of recap Archie's history. So let's talk about the O'Carrolls first because they were just the best. I'm not going <laughs> to talk about them bad anymore. But the O'Carrolls seizing of Lep Castle, apparently, as Archie mentioned, it launched a gruesome legacy of carnage that not to anybody's surprise, left a supernatural scar at the core of the castle's menacing reputation. Mm. I think we can all agree that's a fair assessment. <laughs> um, so, as Archie also mentioned, that according to legend, many a massacre took place within the walls of Lep Castle and at the hands of the O'Carroll clan. Um, Archie, you had mentioned that when the chief of the clan died and left no successor, there was a battle, the dispute, or um, a dispute between his sons that happened, um, Thaddeus and Teague, over who would rule, and yep. that Teague was the priest, um, was a priest, and in the midst of mass when he was slaughtered by Teague in what is now known the Bloody Chapel. Right now, legend has it that um, Thaddeus's apparition can be seen wandering the Bloody Chapel as well as the stairway below. There have been a, a number of reports of light streaming from um, the windows at nightfall. Interesting. Yeah. Um, also the smell of burning rubber, which I... Was there rubber back when these dudes were duking it out? Yeah. It's, yeah? it's a natural product, so... Huh. Okay. Um, so yeah, the smell of burning rubber is also present whenever this apparition is around. Um, that's most of, that's not most of what I have at Mayo Carol's. That's everything I have. Uh, <laughs> um, moving on to the McMahons, one of the most wicked slayings tied to the O'Carroll clan was that of the McMahon family and Archie, as you said, they were invited for a celebratory feast at Lep Castle in their honor, only to be poisoned by the O'Carroll clan. Um, so rather than um, pay them, they decided they were going to poison them. And as a result, the ghosts of the McMahons have been seen by men, many haunting the grounds of Lep Castle, which not a shocker. I mean, it's not a shocker. Um, you can frequently see those guys wandering around the castle, which is it's worth noting that the castle is owned by a couple that allow tours of the castle. And so they're the ones that are currently being plagued by all of this wackiness. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, now the red lady, like you said, um, she is, uh, she's, the story of her background is, I've heard a couple of different stories about her background. Um, one that she was a prisoner of the O'Carroll clan and repeatedly raped. She gave birth to a baby who was then murdered by the O'Carrolls. Um, she is actually one of the most notorious spirits of Left Castle. And she's described as a very tall specter clothed in a fluttering red gown, clinging to a sharp blade. Um, and when she is spotted, she will then raise this blade at you in a menacing manner. Yikes. That's terrifying. Um, so the, another story that I found was that um, two O'Carroll family members were actually fighting over her. And when she tried to flee, they chased after her and they stabbed her to death. Either way, it's not a good end. Wow, no. It's not a good end. Um, but the most commonly accepted theory is that she was overwhelmed with grief over the loss of her child. And she used, um, the Red Lady used the knife that her phantom bears to put an end to her life of torment is the most commonly accepted um, story of her. So now the Darbies, and you ended your portion with the Darbies, who was the sister of the chief of the clan at the time, and her husband got into a tete-a-tete, and the husband won, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so when the newly married Darbies took over Lep Castle to start their own family, they invested in expansions and renovations. Um, Captain Darby was apparently a little temperamental, and he ended up becoming known as the Wild Captain. I remember this story now. Everybody, okay. you're all learning about Lev Castle with us because we did this history and research a long time ago. So you're learning with us, and I remember this story now. Um, <laughs> apparently, this guy had amassed his own treasures in battle, and he hid them in compartments scattered throughout the property. And I guess um, after he, he was later imprisoned for treason in Dublin. And then he was, after he was released, he was allowed to return to Lep Castle. However, years of imprisonment had actually driven the wild captain to the brink of madness. And he was unable to recall where he had hidden his fortune. <laughs> <laughs> so the legend goes that the fortune still remains in Lep Castle. And on certain evenings, when the energies favor the spirits... You can see the phantom of the wild captain searching the grounds for his lost treasure. Oh, Isn't that like, uh, that's like the worst fucking like luck ever. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, that was one of my, but it's one of my favorite stories. Um, now, Mildred Darby, she was one of the wild captain's ancestors and she was actually a gothic novelist. Um, she regularly performed seances in Lev Castle. Which oh my God. I don't recommend at all. I don't recommend. Um, so it was Mildred Darby's supernatural practices that awakened an elemental presence of an incredibly dark magnitude. And we're going to talk a little bit more about the elemental in just a minute. But Mildred Darby claims to have seen this evil up close and described it as a thin, gaunt, and shadow thin, gaunt, and shadowy. <sighs> and emitting the smell of a rotting corpse. Nice. Mm -hmm. What's with these stinky ghosts? 
We had the guy, the escaped prisoner at Edinburgh Castle that hid in a wheelbarrow full of animal feces. Now we've got this elemental that smells like a corpse. It's all just bad news bears over there. Anyway, um, an elemental. Do you know what an elemental is, Arch? I believe so. Okay. So it's considered to be a non-human haunting. The Greeks considered them to be the living forces behind the four elements of earth, earth, air, fire, and water. Uh, Most elemental hauntings take place in isolated mountainous desert or forest settings. Um, It's very rare for elementals to haunt within a city setting, but the exception to this is if a person or group performs magical rituals or seances, which directly invoke the elemental. As Mark or as Mildred Darby did. Uh, yeah. Idea. Yeah. Um, so buildings used for religious purposes could possibly be elementally haunted. I I'm guessing just with any like prayer or whatever they are, are doing, maybe they didn't realize they were invoking an elemental spirit. So I guess that's why religious houses are typically haunted by an elemental. I'm not sure. Um, however, all types of elementals can cause mental unbalance in sensitive people. Mental unbalance. Yes. Which I feel like a lot of people who are sensitive, who are empaths, who are clairvoyant, clairaudient, I feel like people think they're mentally unbalanced anyway. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, which is rude and untrue and uneducated, but that's again, my opinion. <laughs> My opinion. I'm an empath, so I'm going to take offense to this. Um, <laughs> so I guess in most indigenous cultures, the nature spirits are given ritual offerings to maintain the balance of the community and the environment. So they can do good, but there can also be that dark end, you know, the yin and yang, the dark and the light. I, I suppose it, it would be the same with elementals. Okay. Yeah. So apparently just what this elemental presence is manifested from is anybody's guess. Some say that the elemental was put there by the Druids even before Lep Castle was built uh, in order to protect it, while others say it is the spirit of one of the O'Carrolls who died of leprosy. Ooh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, others believe that it originated from an O'Carroll family member. Um, believe that it originated from the O'Carroll family member, rather, who died of leprosy, giving the spirit its horrible appearance. And remember, Mildred Darby says she described it as thin, gaunt, shadowy, and emitting the smell of a rotting corpse. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not cool, regardless. Others say that a man named Gerald Fitzgerald, Earl of Kildare, an accomplished magic practitioner in a bid to take the castle is responsible for this spirit. Maybe that's the re- who conjured it or invoked it. Um, either way, it is said that the elemental is menacing and sinister presence who only makes itself known to those who provoke it. People stop doing this. My God, stop right? provoking spirits. It's rude and uh, dumb, if you ask me. And since it's my show, you didn't ask, but I'm telling you. (laughs) It's rude and dumb. People suck. Uh, Now we're going to move on to Peter Bartlett. And he is a newcomer to this little tale. I don't think you mentioned Peter Bartlett. 
I did not. Okay. So Bartlett apparently did um, extensive restorative work to the castle for about 15 years and claims to have witnessed poltergeist activity throughout much of his time there, which we have talked about this before, renovating um, any sort of renovations or construction done to a, a known haunted location tends to kick up the supernatural activity in the location. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he, <laughs> apparently, he was so wigged by the whole entire thing that he contacted a white witch to drive the spirits out of the castle. I don't know if he had the current owner's permission to do that at the time, but um, anyway, the witch claims that the spirits vowed not to cause any more trouble, but insisted on staying in the castle. Bartlett wow. being like basically the contractor, what was he going to say? No, get out. <laughs> like kind yeah. of, kind of stepping over your boundaries as it was bringing this white witch in, but okay, sure. Um, however, his renovations were tragically cut short when he died in 1989. Oh yeah. So choose your own adventure on that one. If he, you think he maybe got punished or I don't, I don't know. Choose your own adventure. Come to your own conclusions with that particular part of it. Um, now, Sean Ryan, we're going to talk about him right now. He's the current owner of Lep Castle. And him and his wife have been plagued with freak accidents since purchasing and living in the castle. Oh, uh, yeah, I remember this part. Remember this part? Yeah. <clears throat> so, apparently, one resulted in a broken kneecap that delayed the restoration of the castle. And once the renovation resumed, another accident left him with a broken ankle. I mean, it could be a matter of, um, you know, he restoration and construction and things like that. That's not a safe, easy job. You know, sure. injuries are going to happen. But at the same time, uh, uh, I don't know. Um, one of the most, oh my God. One of the most haunted um, locations on the grounds is the priest's house. And um, somebody who had, um, had an experience there says, quote, there is something heavy that lies on people's beds and snores, and they feel the weight of a great body pressing against them in a room in the priest's house. Yikes. Yikes. Um, so another person has claimed to seen a monk with a tonsure, and a tonsure is um, a part of a monk's or priest's head left bare on top by shaving off the hair. So it's just that like ring of hair around their head. Okay. That's a tonsure. So a monk with a tonsure and a cowl walks in at one window and out another in the priest's house. So walking in and out of windows, not common. There's probably easier ways to get around, but hey, residual spirits will go where they want to fucking go. That's true. Let's see. Um, okay, let's talk now about Emily and Charlotte. Wow, I have a lot. I found a lot. Okay, I was like, I think I'm almost done. I'm not. Again, you guys are hearing all of this and our research for the first time, just like us, apparently. So Emily and Charlotte, these are the ghosts of two little girls that can often be spotted playing in the main hall of this haunted castle. They are said to have lived on the estate during the 1600s. Now, Emily died at age 11 after falling from the castle's battlements. Today, there are still sightings of a little girl um, falling from its great heights only to disappear before reaching the ground. How fucking terrifying would that be? 
to see a child fall off of the top of this fucking castle only to see her disappear before she hits the ground, that would put me in therapy for sure. Charlotte, this is worse. This would put me in therapy first. I take it back. Forget what I just said. This will put me in therapy. Charlotte, the other little girl, she is also seen dragging a deformed leg in tow. Oh, God. And I didn't find out if it was her own deformed leg or like <laughs> an actual, like someone else's deformed leg. Either way, I don't want to see it to just be sure. Like I just, it just sounds horrible all around. Oh my God. Yeah. Now the governess, who is also referred to as the nanny, the nanny is often seen alongside both of these little girls, Emily and Charlotte. <sighs> yeah. So there is another murdered woman who apparently also haunts the castle. This story is told to relate back to the O'Carroll's rule. Um, the ghost of this woman wanders today, having been murdered by a member of the Brutal family during the 1500s. And sightings of her usually account um, for a terrified woman who is spotted wearing little clothing. She screams twice before disappearing into thin air. Okay. Yeah. Now, the next person I want to talk about is the old man. There are a lot of apparitions in this joint. Um, the old man has been spotted on occasion sitting in a comfy armchair enjoying the heat in front of the main hall's grand fireplace. He is also said to be wearing a green cutaway coat, knee breeches, and bright shoe buckles, holding a leather bag in his hand. Uh, sometimes he's seen with a little old woman with skinny hands, long black mitts, old-fashioned dress, and a big headdress. Both are sometimes seen with another old man that looks like a priest with an intensely cunning face. The green old man tries to stop people from going further into the castle. Okay. Yes. I don't know what you're doing at your desk, but I can literally hear every word, everything you're doing and touching. I'm not doing anything. Then what is that noise? I don't hear anything. That's really weird. Another weird sh occurrence. It sounds like you're shuffling papers and like stuffing mail. And I'm not seeing you move, but I can hear office shit moving around. I don't hear anything. I'm going to have to check the recording and see if it's catching it because I'm like, what is he doing? Remember when Jennifer was like typing and printing and we were like, what are you doing? That's exactly what it sounds like. Oh. But I don't see you moving, so I'm like, what are you doing? Nothing. Nothing. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. I'm almost done. Let's... It's so, so far, it's still recording. Hopefully. Okay. Hopefully. Holy crap. Okay. Um, do you remember the oubliette? Yes. Yes. So one of the more terrifying features of the Bloody Chapel is the oubliette. And so the oubliette is a small chamber, chamber located within the Bloody Chapel. Um, as you said, this is the, um, it served as a small dungeon where prisoners were thrown in dead or dying. Um, it's a narrow hole. The entrance to it is a narrow hole originally fitted with the form of a trap door. The name is derived from the French to forget, oubliette. During the occupation of Lep Castle by the Darby, Darbys, the oubliette was cleaned and the contents removed during some of the renovations that were being carried out. 
It is said that three cartloads of skeletons were removed from the Oubliette during this period, roughly 150 bodies, as you mentioned. Some believe that since this gruesome discovery, an emotional shockwave was said. What was that? You heard that? Yeah. Some believe that an emotional shockwave was sent through the castle and the many spirits, including the elemental, were woken from their dormancy. Oh. Yeah. Um, Sean Ryan, again, the owner of the property, speaks of a man who seems to live in the Oubliette. He leaves the bloody chapel on occasion and wanders down, um, down to the lower levels of the castle. Okay, so the next and last place that I am taking you, Arch, and our listeners to is the best. It's the most fun. And if you can't tell by the tone of my voice, I'm lying. <laughs> this is called the Murder Hole Room. The Murder Hole Room, okay. Yes. So it's, <laughs> it's unknown exactly where it is, but it doesn't appear to be the oubliette. So there's a whole different scary hole in this joint. Now, Mildred Darby, good old Mildred Darby, who wrote the book literally on the hauntings of this castle, she retells her experience in the murder hole room in her article, Kilman Castle, House, The House of Horror. That's the name of her book. And this is what she writes. Quote, I put my hand out of bed, snapping my fingers to call her, Nell, her terrier dog. My hand was suddenly in the grasp of another hand, a soft, cool hand, at a temperature perceptibly lower than my own flesh. To say I was astonished would but mildly convey my feelings. After a few seconds of steady pressure, the other hand let go and almost simultaneously I heard a sliding fall like the collapse of a large body at the foot of the bed. Then, in the absolute stillness of the room, there sounded a deep human groan and some half-articulated words, or to be accurate, prayers. People have complained before, in fact. We don't generally put anyone there now. The room is called the Muckle or Murder Hole Room, and the story goes that the stain on the first floor is the blood of a man stabbed there by his brother. Two O'Carrolls quarreled over the ownership of the castle. The room has been disused for 50 years or more when we did it up. The stain, was be- the stain has been planed off the board several times, but it always comes again, creeps up from below in a few hours. Whoa. Mm-hmm. I've heard there's, I have heard of a lot of different places, mostly hospitals, um, of places where somebody died and they bled out and the, the blood can't be removed from the site. I think one of them is an insane asylum. Another one is, um, uh, actually in Edinburgh castle, I think. Really? Yeah. I think it's either Edinburgh castle or it's Mary King's clothes where there was a stain on the floor that they, nobody could get up. I believe. What did we, Oh, I'm lying. It's not Edinburgh. It's Myrtle's Plantation. That's where it is. Myrtle's Plantation. Um, but yeah, that's a common a common thing that these like body fluid and blood stains don't ever really go away, which is awful. Now, Whistle Press has published Mildred Darby's account of Lebcastle's ghost, like I said, along with a comprehensive introduction 
providing both historical background and firsthand witness accounts validating the supernatural encounters chronicled by Mildred Darby in the book entitled Lep Castle, The House of Horrors, The Most Haunted Castle in Ireland. You can find it on Amazon.com, probably Barnes & Noble, anywhere you like to buy your books. Um, I do want to let everybody know this is a private residence. However, the Ryans are generally always willing to let you take a tour of their home. There are some tour companies that organize tours of the castle through the owners. Uh, HelloIreland.com is one of them. So that's what I have on Lep Castle, guys. Um, it's a really, it, its history is just as long and as rich as as any we've done so far in Hampton Court, Tower of London. Um, it's, it's, it's bloody. I mean, blood is in the stones of that building for sure. That's not just editorializing that is an actual fact given how violent the clans were that live there right no doubt yeah for sure so anyway that's that's it that's Lep castle guys i'm gonna go as soon as we're done here and save this nine thousand times and hopefully we have enough um, of an episode to piece together i'm not entirely sure what i'm hearing going on in archie's part of the world absolutely nothing literally nothing but it sounds like you're moving paper even right now it sounds like you're moving papers and his hand he's holding his hands up in front of the camera guys he's not now he's making faces at me like we're five again (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay now we are being five or i am so hopefully we i will have a good episode to give you guys all right yeah so so that's that we have um I miss Archie. I miss hanging out with him and our breakfast burritos and our wine drinking and our, um, we've never had to do an episode over the phone before. Uh, hopefully we won't have to after next week either. And next week is a good one. It's Skinwalker Ranch. Uh, I can't wait for this one. This one is going to be a really good one. So that's all I have. Arch, do you have anything you want to tell the folks other than um, just where we can be found on Twitter um, Facebook, Instagram, that's it. Yeah. Um, and, um, website. Uh, yeah. H-O-A-H podcast.com. Yep. Patreon, uh, five, Patreon. we only have one donor level of $5 a month. It's team snort laugh donor level. Uh, all of the, um, the funds that we receive through our Patreon does go to help us offset running our podcast. Um, it does allow us to go on actual paranormal investigations of some of these locations. And along with it, you get exclusive content, access to early episodes, a bunch of stuff that other folks can't get. And yeah, I think that is it. Um, as always, guys, sometimes people suck. And uh, so we want you to be safe out there, be doubly safe out there now. You never know who or what is listening. And also, I hate that we have to say it, but wash your fucking hands. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it. That's all we've got. Uh, We'll see you next week. All right. Archie left us with a signature sniff. (laughs) It's what you're going to be known for. Anyway, bye guys. We love you. Bye.